The following KQED production was produced in high definition. Yes, check these people. It's all about licking your plate. The food was just fabulous. I should be in psychoanalysis for the amount of money I spend in restaurants. I had a horrible experience. I don't even think we were at the same restaurant. And everybody, I'm sure, saved room for those desserts. You better. Leslie Sirocco, welcome to Check Please Bay Area, the show where regular Bay Area residents review and talk about their favorite restaurants. Now we have three guests and each one recommends one of their favorite spots and the other two go check them out to see what they think. This week, part-time caterer Chris Tarosi grew up in Southern California. Since moving to the Bay Area, she's had a hard time finding good Mexican food. That was until she discovered a little hole in the wall that serves up specialties from Oaxaca. And accountant Joe Runke counts the beans on his plate at his top pick, where the Cuban-born chef combines flavors from all over the world to make an original menu. Added to this, there's a warm, welcoming atmosphere that draws everyone in. But first, Greg Sherrill loves the star treatment he gets at his place. He's a radio personality who loves to feel like a rock star. For him, there's no spot that comes through with a magical combination of ambiance and service than the place on Market Street in San Francisco called Mecca SF. Mecca's been part of San Francisco for the last 10 years. Of course, you know, people had great food, but it was been more about the cocktail scene. We definitely want people to come in and enjoy our bar, but we're also, you know, we want to be a very serious restaurant. They can come in and have a very unique dining experience where they can have a four or five course meal, spend a couple hours, we have a great wine program, and, and really, you know, I think the best part of Mecca is coming for that experience. Growing up in New Orleans, I really appreciated how this melting pot of food kind of joined together and came with this one cuisine. And not necessarily at Mecca do I do New Orleans food, but take my experiences from you know my travels, from cooking around the country, and finding products definitely using local bay ingredients, but also finding products throughout the country, if not the world, and to bring them to Mecca and kind of you know using them in the direction that you know my creativity wants to bring me in. It's a joy to wake up each day and be excited to go to work and search and forage for new ideas and read and travel and bring those back here at Mecca and kind of create my own you know, type of cuisine with them. Okay, Greg, um, the new chef at Mecca is Randy Lewis, who was a former food and wine sort of chef of the year, wasn't he? That's right. They just changed their menu. They had a great menu before, but now it's even better. It's a little bit more extensive, and they have some great flavors. You know, what I like about Mecca is they have a lot of different choices on the menu. I mean, it's not a ton of things on the menu, but the choices are so different. And what about the feel of the place? It's got a great ambiance to me. I mean, I love it because the focal point of the restaurant is the oblong bar, and that's where I always start my night is at the bar with the Bloody Bellini. I love it's my favorite I drink. I liked you for some reason. <laughs> you started at the bar. It's, yeah, I think it's our signature drink and it is it's great. Right. And what about you, Joe? Have you been to Mecca before? Or was well, this your first visit? This was the first visit. The menu is such a list of ingredients. There's very little to tell you what you're actually getting described on the menu. 
and we enjoyed it. I thought the service was really good. I just found the, the portion so incredibly small and not as expansive as far yeah. as flavors now, what really did you have be. I mean do you I had the duck which mm -hmm. was you know a potato a couple of carrot sticks and six very <laughs> small pieces of duck thing at, at finer dining usually is you get smaller portions and they're they are normal portions that you know a four ounce piece of meat rather than you know you don't walk in and get a ribeye that's 25 ounces so the one thing I want to comment about because I think it's interesting that you mentioned you don't get a lot of detail on the menu your server there tends to be the one who's supposed to talk about the food and tell you all that stuff. So that's part of the experience for me is that they'll tell you about the ingredients or they right. should. And I did agree. Our that. waiter really did know the menu and I thought very highly of him the way he really was on top of everything on the menu. Well, I thought Chris, that was we're, very we're talking, good. I'm going to pull know, you in. We're talking about service here. Star, um, you know, these guys are talking yeah. about the, the rock star service. I feel really what did bad. you experience? We had the rudest server in the world. Really? He wow. was so horrible to us. And our food was, you know, for the prices, it was awful. I ordered the chicken ballantine, which is chicken that's been sort of flattened out and they stuff it and roll it, tie it, and then right. cook it. And when I got, got it, uh, it's really dark in there, first of all. And so I cut into it and I took a bite and I thought, this is really chewy, like those Chinese mushrooms. It was raw. Oh. It was completely raw. Wow. I was stunned. So I, we called the server over, and I said, you know, my food isn't cooked. Would you please take it back? And he goes, oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cook this. It wasn't my fault. Wow. It was you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah. the only thing I can say is the dessert was amazing. Well, hold on to your thought yeah. on the dessert because we will get back <laughs> yeah, to the dessert. I want to touch on some other favorites because you've obviously been there a number of times. Yeah, their tuna tartare mm -hmm. is really amazing. It's served with avocado pieces. It's different than I've had anywhere else. The oysters also I really like because I'm not an expert on oysters, but I like the fact that you can say, I like this size of oyster, right. and the server or the chef will pick those out for you, right. and it's they're always really, really right. good. You can say, I like the, the sweetness of Kumamoto's or Exactly. We had the asparagus appetizer, and I, uh, it's interesting you mentioned the purees because the problem I had with the asparagus appetizer was the asparagus was completely unidentifiable in it. Ew. They shred such a tiny little bit of it in there, and there's a whole soft-boiled egg on top of it and serrano ham, and it was good, but it was nothing like I expected based on it being the asparagus appetizer. Um, what about ambiance? Because you said that right off the bat, and this is a place for atmosphere. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I love that the center is the bar, but you can go, there are corners mm -hmm. in different places that you can have a quiet dinner, I think. It was quiet, you know, it was nice, it was enjoyable in that respect, and like I say, I, our server was very, really very nice. Excellent service for you. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I want to let you get back to your desserts. <laughs> we ordered the Medjool date cake with a, a whipped rice cream. Perfect. And one of their special. Oh my God! It was the best. It was so good. I actually want my husband to date the pastry chef, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can get the recipe. Ooh, this is yeah. getting racy. Yeah. 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 She was gone. Yeah. Oh, good. It was, I mean, it was warm. It was perfect. And they recommended a dessert wine, so I ordered it. Mm -hmm. And uh, my husband got his coffee. We finished our dessert. We were chatting, and our rude waiter came by and said, "Oh yeah, I forgot <laughs> really to like tell it. you." 
we're out of your wine. Oh. Are you kidding me? And I, I said, wow, must not be my night. And he said, you know what? I haven't had such a good day either. Ooh la la. And he turned around and walked away. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, Greg, wrap it up for us since this is your restaurant. Why do people need to make a trek to Mecca? You know, I think it is a little bit of casual sophistication. You can go in there and you can feel like you're with friends. When you walk in the door, you walk right to the bar and you just feel like you're a part of the place. It reminds me of a song, where everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Chris? Um, you know, for me, it wasn't worth the money. It wasn't worth the drive because we, you know, we're from the East Bay. Um, if you're going to go, I would eat dinner someplace else and go to Mecca for dessert. But if you do go to Mecca, take a flashlight to make sure your chicken's cooked. <laughs> you know, and find a server that isn't nasty. <laughs> I bet you they'll cook the chicken from now on. Uh, I bet. Okay. Joe? I, again, I thought it was a little on the pricey side. For a special occasion, I might go back. I did like the servers, and I thought that you do have to rely very heavily on them for what's on the menu because it is rather poorly described. Mm -hmm. But uh, I did like the ambiance. For me, it's easy to get to. It's, it's a nice area of the city. It's relatively easy parking, et cetera. And they had a valet out front, too. Uh, so He was nice. Yeah. 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 One of the great. only places in the city you can valet park with, you know, for under $50. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it's very nice. Yeah. He was great. Very exactly. easy. Well, if you would like to go to Mecca SF, it's on market between Church and Dolores in San Francisco. The telephone number is 415-621-7000. It's open for dinner every day. Reservations are recommended, and the average dinner tab per person without drinks is around $50. Chris doesn't order a burrito or taco at her place. She goes for the traditional seafood specialties served with a cold beer on a warm summer evening. It's small and easy to miss. It's on Mount Diablo Boulevard in sunny Lafayette, and it's called El Jaro. I grew up in a bakery family, my aunt she owns uh, three restaurants. Then um, I knew one day I can open my own restaurant. A lot of people know Oaxaca, that's where I come from. I named it El Jaro because it reminds me of my mom's little kitchen where he, she has all the jars, all the jarros, and we use it for everything, for drink, coffee, milk, water, all the liquid. El Jaro food is uh, healthy and fresh and tasty and different. All the uh, dishes what we have, not too many the restaurants have it in their menu. We don't use any lard and we pretend to not use a lot of oil and we use vegetable oil for the frying thing. And it reminds me also of my town when the people show how they do everything by hand or in open kitchens, open cleans. My customers tell me they feel like they're in a little town in Mexico. A lot of places it's like that. Small, it's not too big, it's very colorful. They like it a lot. Okay, Chris, this is this is a place to hang out on the patio, isn't it? It is. It's not a probably not a great first date place if you're trying to impress <laughs> somebody or if you want to impress your future in-laws. But if you want a cold beer and good Mexican food, this is the place. But 
don't order a burrito or a taco. Go to your favorite taqueria or make it at home. This is Oaxacan cuisine. This is Oaxacan cuisine. And the seafood is amazing. It's really fresh tasting. I've never had bad fish there. And, you know, they have um, a prawns dish in roasted tomato sauce, and it's so good. But the first thing I ever had there was their Mexican Caesar salad, and it doesn't have the traditional Caesar salad dressing. It has a cilantro lime dressing, mm -hmm. and they marinate the shrimp in tequila. <laughs> the salad greens are fresh and all the seafood dishes are served with fresh vegetables, you know, carrots, uh, broccoli, asparagus, and it's so, so good. It's and you came from Southern California. I'm so from Southern California. We have the best Mexican food there. We're a little closer to the border. <laughs> All right, Joe, talk about your experience at El Well, to say the least, we didn't get rock star treatment when we went there. Um, Unfortunately, we, we had limited time. I only had one day that I could make it out there. So I called. I said, what time is your last seating? They said 9. We showed up at 8.45. And first, we wanted to sit outside because I have a coworker who really likes El Jaro, and he recommended the patio. So. She said, sure, you can sit on the patio. We started towards the patio, and someone jumped out of the kitchen and said, no, no, we're closing in 10 minutes, and made us sit in the main dining room. So we sat in the main dining room, and then they said, do you want chips and salsa? And I said, no, we'd like to start with nachos, because I really wanted to experience more of the menu. Well, they never came, and then the food <laughs> did come, and okay, you know, they do really good guacamole, but if you're a Mexican place and you can't do guacamole, you should close your doors. Right. Uh, the refried beans were incredibly dry and pasty. It may have just been that it was really, really late, Could but, be. Right. you know, unfortunately, I think our El Jaro really needs to remember that the last five guests, and we weren't the last ones seated, should get as good a service oh, from as the first five people. So right. I, it may have just been a thing for timing for us, right. and it's probably better if you're in the neighborhood. <laughs> All right, Greg. Oh, well, yeah. you know what? I really wanted to like this restaurant. I'm from Texas, so like you, I'm used to really good mm -hmm. Mexican food, Tex-Mex in my case. But I went there. It, it looks like a great Mexican cafe, and that's what they build themselves as a Mexican cafe. Seats out. I went for lunch, so seats were out. You know, chairs were out on the um, the front. You know, mm -hmm. outside, and that was great. But I would say the only thing that was good was the guacamole. Um, you're right about the beans. What else did you have? Um, I had a, a steak mm -hmm. that was slicely uh, or thinly sliced. It just didn't have much flavor, and I found that not much of anything had much flavor. And I wish that I'd had the seafood. I'd yeah. wish I'd known yeah, no, that so that's our specialty. Yeah. I would yeah. say a good time to go, though, is when they deliver the mail, because the mailman is hot. <laughs> so, if you want to check that out, he's totally hot. And what time, what time did you go? I went yeah. about noon. He delivers okay. the mail yeah. about noon. That's so great. check it out yeah. Monday through Saturday. Mm. <laughs> but tell us the specialties, because is the it tilapia? Is it, what is the Tilapia, the mahi-mahi. Um, the, sh the prawns and the roasted tomato sauce, these are cooked differently than any other Mexican restaurant. Like I said, they're from the Oaxacan region. Um, and the sauces are amazing. And the other thing they do is they're called enchiladas placeras. And they take corn tortillas and stuff it with chicken, um, diced zucchini and raisins and carrots. Mm. But they put this um, ancho guajillo sauce on it that is spicy but yet a little sweetness, and it's amazing. It's almost like a mole without the chocolate flavor, but it's really, really good. And I like, their chips always come warm, 
nice hot chips with fresh make, made salsa. They make their salsa every morning. Mm -hmm. and the thing it's really I didn't good. like about the salsa was it was too sweet. It wasn't very spicy at all. The food that you, the Mexican version that you get in Texas is a lot different than what we of get course. in California. Yeah, of course, but I yeah. thought There's the only different. thing that really had flavor was the cheese that they put on everything. I thought that they relied on the cheese to the give everything the, yeah, right. to give everything the flavor, but I really wanted that great food and right. I didn't get yeah. it. You didn't experience it. Do, yeah. you, do you feel like the, the money that you spent is, you Oh, know, you no, I, I think the, the prices Very are right in line yeah. with what you get. I right. totally, totally agree in that regard. You know, so it's a family place, but it is a dive. It's not, you know, your restaurant's a five-star yeah. restaurant, and so right. it's not at all like that. It's I do have to ask one question. What's up with the bathroom? Oh, I didn't go to the bathroom. You have to go to the beauty shop next door to go to the bathroom. They don't even have a bathroom. Oh, wow. I got tips while I was there. I just <laughs> in, I was like, hey, you know, you, you, there's no bathroom well, in maybe, the restaurant. Maybe there is a bathroom, but they thought you needed tips. Uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> All right, this is your restaurant, Chris. You know, if you go, try the seafood food. You know, it's the best, it really is. That Oaxacan influence is amazing. Try the enchiladas. It's, I agree, the beans, rice, nothing to write home to mom about, but please don't order a burrito or taco. And margarita's not great, but the beer is always ice cold, and it's affordable. All right. I would say I really wanted to like this restaurant. I really oh, sure. did. But <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, it was they bill it as a, a cafe, and I really thought it was more of a taqueria that's, you know, mid-level. Okay. Yeah, and you know, if I were in the neighborhood already, there it's a very nice neighborhood. There are several other places that look very interesting oh, yeah. there. I just can't really envision driving from the city all the way to El Jaro, unfortunately. All right. If you would like to try El Jaro, it's on Mount Diablo Boulevard in Lafayette. The telephone number is 925-283-6639. It's open every day for lunch with dinner Monday through Saturday. They don't take reservations. And the average tab per person without drinks is under $15. Rich tones of custard, butter, and caramel set the mood at this sophisticated yet relaxed spot with its eclectic menu, inventive cocktails, and unpretentious atmosphere. It's in San Rafael in Marin, and it's called Maria Manso World Cuisine. At Maria Manso World Cuisine, we try to create almost like a city feel with incredible ingredients, uh, wonderful wines, but we try to keep it with a very neighborhood feel, with a very casual elegance. What I would like for my guests to feel when they arrive, I'd like to welcome them with open arms and make them feel like they're part of my family.
the past 24 years of my career, I've really been cooking either in one restaurant or another, whether it's a French, Creole, where I started, or Asian, and now I get to do food from all over the world. And I thought it'd be great to do something like this in San Rafael and in Marin County. We have such a variety in ingredients and flavors and styles that we feel that we're also almost like a guide, a compass to our guests. They're not just coming here to eat, they're also coming here to learn about different cultures and different ingredients. All the different flavors that come together so beautifully that there are no borders. All right, Joe, this place has a real fusion of Cuban and Asian flavors, right? It does. Maria started originally the first place I met her. She was a chef at Asia de Cuba in the city, and she has gone out there, kind of done her own thing. She's outside the corporate environment. She, there is still a lot of Cuban because she is Cuban, but it is not a specific Cuban and Asian fusion that she's doing right. up there at all. But there's some synergies to those two cuisines, certainly. There is, there is, and, mm -hmm. and with the other things that she brings in, she brings in a lot of uh, Caribbean as well as other Cuban flavors. Do you have a favorite dish that you make the trek over the bridge for? Uh, ironically enough, I really like the cowboy steak, so there goes the Cuban thing out the window, <laughs> but I really like the cowboy steak. I really like the fried plantains. I really like the black beans that they do there. The Cuban wonder with whom I share my life likes the black beans that they do, so uh, it's it's a good so you know your Cuban, Cuban flavors. You know your Cuban. See, all right. Yeah. <laughs> See, okay. Did, what was your experience at Marie? You know what? I, who cares even about the food? You get treated so well at this restaurant. I don't think that I've ever been treated so well at a restaurant. Well, I went with five people, and I can truly tell you that I was so happy to share the experience with them. We had the best time, and our hostess for the night, and I mean hostess, she practically sat down mm -hmm. at the table with us. She really was incredible. I mean, it, at one point I said, she wanted me to try mojito. Why well, I hate mojitos. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, hate them. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'll make you one if you don't like it. I'll make you a baby one if you don't like it. It was the best mojito I've ever had in my life. Wow. It wasn't sweet, didn't have right. sugar in the bottom. Right. It was delicious. And they use this uh, sujo, I guess, mm -hmm. instead of vodka. It, they have great specialty drinks there too, but I mean, the service, second to none, I have to say. Did you have a, a dish that you enjoyed? Was there? You know what, I had this incredible crispy striped bass that comes out, they said it's the most photoed fish in Moran, and it has to yeah. be. They split it down the middle, they open it up. It is actually round when you right. get it, and fried, and you just eat it right out. And had a salad on top, great Ooh. presentation. It was really, really good. What about you, what was your experience? Chris? I have to say that it's beautiful inside. It's, it's, there's not a lot of decoration. You could just say it's simple elegance when you go in. I mean, yeah, the really lighting is, is perfect, mm -hmm. the yeah. wall color, just go merge perfectly with the floor. Mm -hmm. um, the service is phenomenal and the food it's good. Well talk about some of the dishes that you had. Um, you know we had the flat iron steak and it was cooked perfectly. We had uh, had the ahi tuna and it was good. It's served with mashed potatoes and I thought they were a little bland and I didn't like the two textures together, didn't right. work for me, but the ahi was great. How many times have you eaten now? I mean, this oh, is... probably uh, roughly a dozen or so mm -hmm. now. You know, it's interesting, you, you must be talking about Yo, she's the one that greets you when you come yes, in the door. Yes, it was Yo, absolutely. Yo, and it, she loves to make cocktails, she really does, and she's always making these infusions. She'll take like apricots from their own backyard and she'll make oh, an wow. infusion. And, and, it, and it is interesting interestingly open late at night on weekends yeah. until right. 2 a.m., yeah. which right. is pretty rare. Certainly, right. you know, in Marin, it's, it's it, you know, hard to find something like that. But. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to take people from the city, it's really great. You go out there, you can always park. You have to pay the admission fee, as I call it, to get back into San Francisco. Yeah. But yeah. before you get to the bridge, you can go and 
look at the vista point and overlook the bridge right. and it can make for a really nice overall evening the whole experience oh, the but they food, do serve lunch the service and they serve lunch it's definitely a place that's worth the drive you yes. could take a date there and this is from someone who didn't even know that there was a bridge right. i mean <laughs> i didn't know anything existed outside the city so all right now you can get to desserts because you were mentioning a little bit of the chocolate cake that you had well, and i really like the flourless chocolate cake that they do they don't have a, a gigantic dessert menu by mm -hmm. any stretch of the imagination um, but I really like Maria's flourless chocolate cake I mean everybody makes one but right. I really like hers see so. I didn't like it I oh, thought really? it was dry but her flan is the best I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, that's a huge, uh, yeah. huge compliment. The flan was great. Yeah, and flan the Cuban was, likes yeah. the flan and, too. Oh, in yeah. fact, yeah. I put the flan with the chocolate cake and <laughs> ate it together. <laughs> it, it was mm. great. Well, this is your restaurant, Joe. So tell people why they have to go visit Maria Manso. Well, again, I really think it's a great restaurant to go to have that whole evening experience. They're very welcoming, as you guys noted. They do a great job in the kitchen. Everything's fresh. Everything's well selected, and it's just a great experience to kind of get out of the city and decompress. All right, Chris? I agree, the ambiance is wonderful. The service is five-star service. It's just the whole package. It's simple elegance, the atmosphere is perfect. Maria, if you want to come to Walnut Creek and build a restaurant, I'll find some money for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg? It really is. It's homey sophistication, and you will be treated better there than you probably would anywhere in the Bay Area. And you know what? Probably better than your own family treats you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you would like to try Maria Manso World Cuisine, it's on 4th Street in San Rafael in Marin. The telephone number is 415-453-7877. It's open for dinner Tuesday through Sunday with lunch Wednesday through Saturday. Reservations are recommended and the average tab per person without drinks is around $30. Well, I want to thank you guys. There was no major fist fights here. No, no. Friends, you guys friends? <laughs> All right, first we featured Greg's choice of Mecca in San Francisco. With wildly differing opinions, this restaurant caused some major strife. Joe found the menu poorly laid out and the portions to be just too small, and Chris was very disappointed with the service and less than thrilled with the food, although she did love the dessert. Chris's restaurant, El Haro in Lafayette, also met with some displeasure as Joe, who wishes he'd arrived a little earlier, felt rushed and uncomfortable. Although he says the food was fine and Greg enjoyed sitting outside in the sunshine to people watch, he found the food flavors lacking. And finally, Joe's pick of Maria Manso's World Cuisine brought the only That's consensus, yay, yes. with everyone agreeing <laughs> on the wonderful atmosphere, unique menu, and incredible service. For more information on these and all the restaurants featured in the series, go to the website at kqed.org slash checkplease, where you can watch online or via podcast and comment on the blog. Now for all you wine lovers, did you know that there's a KQED wine club? You can find great discounts on international wines, recipes, and a lot more if you go to kqed.org slash wine club. So check it out. And don't forget to join us next time when three new guests will recommend their favorite spots right here on Check Please Bay Area. I'm Leslie Sabraco, and I'll see you then. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Fun, fun, fun. This show is available in high definition, on demand, and via podcast. For additional information on the restaurants featured, to comment, or to apply to be on the show, go to our website at kqed.org slash checkplease.
a KQED television production.